This is the podcast for lifestyle and design in Ottawa. Intimate stories from our guests, an opportunity to discover hidden gems, share and get advice, recommendations, and more. All designed to help you be the best you that you can be. Your host from OttawaDesigners.com, Sandria Blench. Hi, Amanda Dunklin. How are you? You're on OttawaDesigners.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. <laughs> it's nice seeing you, uh, not at the Harmony of Oats house event this time, but it was such a great night. And uh, yeah. it was great to get to know a little bit more about you and your entire story of how you came from really nothing built an entire life, became at the top of your field in the horse industry, got married, have the five kids, are balancing everything, and I'd like to know more about it. So can you give us a little bit of your backstory, how that rougher time led to where you are today? Very good. Okay, so uh, that Harmony House event was incredible. Uh, What an excellent evening. Well done to you. Uh, so as I shared at the, the event, my mom uh, sustained an injury when I was a teenager that really uh, changed the course of all of our lives. So as I watched her jumping the hoops of her program and being denied the medical care that she needed, um, my perspective really shifted on what uh, you know protection means to a family. Uh, that At that time, though, I had grown up in the equestrian sport. My grandparents and aunt ran uh, therapeutic riding and a competitive eventing school. So horses are in my blood. And so when mom went down and her program didn't work over the course of a couple really stressful years, uh, it landed me in a position where I moved out really young at 17. So I had a very privileged childhood up until then. So uh, it was a brand new world for me to no longer be in a place of privilege. And uh, being 17, trying to hold down school and a full-time job because I was then responsible for paying my bills. And of course, like so many people in the situation, I found drugs and followed that journey for a very rough few years How were you first introduced to drugs? Like for a person that's a teen, because I have two teen boys. So I am always curious to keep them away from following in that path. So you came from privilege, you got out, and then someone introduced you to this. Why did you find solace in drugs? And how did that start for you as well? I think that's something I want to touch more on. For sure. So I believe it was uh, a sense of belonging. I was very much on my own and being at that time, I was a cook in a kitchen and obviously the restaurant industry, unfortunately has a very heavy, heavy uh, drug use. And so it was after parties, um, after a shift and the, you know, lines of Coke being busted up in the staff bathroom, a very high paced industry always needing to be the the party goer when you're in that industry and the party facilitator. So it was a natural progression to find those in a similar situation as me, which likely meant no support system, no goals, no path, no purpose, and all of those things together. Um, I found a group of people 
that I could relate to at that time, which happened to be those that were heavy into drugs. And how did you leave that group into finding a purpose and realizing that this isn't the path that you want to continue? You had this privileged childhood. I can imagine that that being in your background, you knew that you could amount to more and you knew that what you were probably doing wasn't where you wanted to be. So where did that change for you? And how did you you with that? I brought a beautiful black man home from the bar and got pregnant. <laughs> and you got a baby. That's, a that's, that's what happened. Oh. I ended up pregnant at 19. And uh, I had uh, very strongly considered uh, terminating the pregnancy, knowing that I was in no position in life to provide um, or be a mom. And as I was working in a dirty dive bar downtown Brockville, as you know, my boobs started to hurt and my belly started to grow. And I looked around at my situation and thought, no, this is it. I'm doing it. Okay. I've heard that a lot with babies can really be a deciding factor. So now you've had the baby, you're trying to move forward and continue. What made you not fall back to that group of people or the easy way out on a rough day where your baby's crying or you can't doing this, doing a line of Coke to stay awake or, you know, drinking a little bit of booze to mask that? Why did you not turn back to that? Because drug addicts are not a support system. As much Uh. as they were all that I had through those couple of years was a group of what I, I will still say are wonderful people because they kept me alive, yeah. but they're no support system. Okay. So I cut ties with many people and I went back to the horse sport. Okay. And then you found that support system. And then how did you go from starting off a small little company with this dream to owning this beautiful company with uh, staff and, you know, expanding so amazingly so quickly. How did you do that? And I worked incredibly hard, <laughs> incredibly hard. Um, what advice would you give your younger self or somebody who's been in the exact same shoes as you and says, I can't do this. I just really can't. What would you tell your younger self or this person that's looking to move forward in life? Well, with the horse sports specifically, I would say find a better business model. <laughs> that's, that's worth your work ethic and will pay you. Um, but don't give up. Failure is okay. Be willing to suck at something to get better at it. And with that comes the willingness to learn, the willingness to say, I don't know, and and a whole lot of belief in oneself that you'll figure it out. And that's something that I have always had. Even as a kid, any obstacle that was in front of me, I I often say it's a habit of mine to bite off more than I can chew, but I have yet to choke. And (laughs) that allows me to keep reaching outside of my comfort zone, continuing to try new things, and I mean, I picking up a new sport, you're not going to be good at it. Any new skill, you're not going to be good at it at first. And that's okay. And everyone's in the same boat. But that willingness to learn, um, the willingness to continue to try, learn from your failures, be okay with failing, um, all of that encompassed to goal setting and commitment to 
continuing to try to improve yourself and your situation. Because it has been a linear progression for me since not having a roof over my head. Like I have continued to grow and build and expand and improve with a whole lot of obstacles and stumbles and failures along the way, but I kept learning. And because of that, I kept improving. And that's what I loved with your speech um, was a lot about the silver lining and things and how, you know, a negative can sometimes lead to a beautiful positive. And so you have five children, which is something incredible. I'm a four. Three plus two. You have an extra. I (laughs) have three. That's fine. That's still, that's still five children together. (laughs) And I'm assuming that COVID has played a role in your family and homeschooling and things like that. How have you managed to keep order and peace and find a bonding with your family? Because I know that sometimes with COVID, this has made people super overwhelmed and they can't handle it. And other people have thrived and just love this experience. So how has it been for you and what has succeeded and failed? What advice do you have? Uh, Well, I would say I have worn both of those hats of being ready to give up and quit to uh, really enjoying this as an opportunity. So when COVID initially hit uh, my new business, because I've since transferred out of the horse career, uh, we were deemed essential. However, we had no capacities to work remotely. So my role in my new business is to go out into the community, find the self-employed and explain the details of a program available to them. Can you tell us more about what you're doing and what this name of the company is as you go forward? Totally. So now I'm an agent for Landmark Canada. Okay. Landmark is the marketing arm for La Capitale Financial Security based out of Mississauga. Our programs, we specialize in disability and income protection for the self-employed tradespeople and those at the mercy of the gig economy. So Huge service right now in this world. Precisely. So when we say to folks, uh, when you're hurt or sick and cannot work, your income will stop. And they're now, since COVID, again, a silver lining saying, I was just thinking if I end up with this virus and can't work, you know, I, so again, a silver lining with what happened to my mom and the weight that we felt as the children of disability in that situation and all of the turmoil that happened after that injury and what my mom still today contends against. I, we should touch on, we should actually touch a little bit more on the fact of pain medication and being overprescribed and then um, removing that and what it actually can do to a family such as your own. I mean, that we rarely touch that, but that destroys a family. I mean, to be overprescribed a mass quantity of an opiate and then to be have it removed, the amount of pain that that person can feel and then the family having to support that. Can, you must have wanted to touch more on that topic, maybe drugs, alcohol, people getting help. What, ha, what could you give society right now with the added increase of drugs and alcohol being used at home during COVID? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a crutch, right? It's a crutch. And it, life becomes a little bit easier when you're stoned yeah. and when you're, not, when you're numbing 
your emotions, to not feel the weight of what's happening around us. However, it is also something that that stifles you and causes so much long-term pain. Dealing instead in sobriety with feeling the weight of the emotions allows you to also feel happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment. Drugs simply numb that. So for those that are using, like in my mom's situation, she uh, she was absolutely overprescribed. So she ended up just falling off a chair. Her program sent her to company provided doctors who had her jumping hoops for months. And then uh, it was too late for her. And in the fall, uh, two discs had compressed. One surgery likely would have rectified it. But because these company provided doctors spent so much energy trying to discredit the injury in the first place, sending her to a psychiatrist to try to write it off in her head, um, they were too late and the top disc exploded and severed wow. her sciatic nerve. So she Terrible. was in paralyzed. In pain, yeah. Yeah, paralyzed down the left side, multiple back surgeries later, they kept upping her meds and upping her meds. And I watched my very impressive mother, a career woman, gave to her community. She was a a great mom, uh, go from this really upstanding individual to living on our our living room floor on a mattress and her full-time job became pain management. Yeah. And she was stoned. She was just a small fraction version of herself. And then she became addicted to the pain meds as so many people do. And it has been her full-time job for the last 20, you know, 17 years to simply manage her pain and maintain some substance of mobility because she fell off a chair and her program didn't work. That's So the silver lining is that I became an agent for a a company that provides a program that has no company provided doctors, no soft tissue limitations. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. So I angels come in strange ways. I, I find you're one of many guests that have told me a personal story that's touched them to lead them into the career path that they actually are in. And you are able to touch, maybe you weren't able to save your mom in that situation, but I'm sure you've saved numerous people in this situation. So advice to people, obviously, now that you know, would be to come to you, go to a proper doctor um, if you're experiencing pain. What if you do have, if you feel like you're being overprescribed, do you have any information of where they could go to get help or, or see a detox type thing? Well, there's just so many, it's unfortunate because I feel like general practitioners, they want to help. Yeah. They want to help. That's why they committed their life to medicine. The unfortunate fact though, is that a GP's reach is ends at a prescription book or a referral. Yeah. So my advice to anybody who feels that they are being overprescribed or they're struggling with um, with the prescriptions they've been given, uh, they feel numb. They, you know, it, it's a band aid solution. The drugs, like let's be real, is to really press for um, a referral. 
send me to a naturopath, an osteopath, a a specific physiotherapist. There are so many different avenues of healing that we have that isn't Don't be linear. Think outside the box. That's right. And my my mom built a binder because she was being sent from one doctor to another, to another, to another. She built a binder with all of her medical information in it. And that I feel is something so simple that so we can good. all do. Binder. I agree. To have our own medical records on hand, because oftentimes when we're being asked this information, we're not at our full self. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's so, a great one. So yeah. now for horses, horses must be really therapeutic as well. Um, do you find that horses bonds you in a spiritual way? Do you have some sort of a connection with the horses themselves? Absolutely. Horses are such, um, an incredible species and it's partly, I think, because they're so forgiving, they're always so willing and they're so forgiving, but they'll call you out every time. If you are unfair to an animal, they'll call you out and, and it makes you continue to learn. It makes you patient, whether you want to be or not. And the beauty of the horse sport is that you can start at any time. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know, my spine disagrees that child children should be riding after I got dumped (laughs) hundreds of times, um, the horse sport, I believe what you fall in love with is forever learning. You're never perfect. So many top horsemen have been laid to rest with so much yet to learn. And when you learn, when you love, when you fall in love with the idea of learning and continual improvement, that continues you to grow and it keeps that fire in you digging. Now among that though, is a whole lot of failure and pain and heartbreak and horses going lame and horses being sold out from under you horses dying you know all of these things happen within the sport which teaches you empathy and teaches you stick-to-itiveness and it's amazing how the the sport can provide this teaching to an individual to then transfer to anything they could possibly do yeah So basically then taking from this, I would say that you say, one, be forgiving of yourself, two, take chances, be accountable, three, um, be patient, allow yourself to make mistakes, try again, look for the silver lining and be positive. So now I'm going to ask you some funny questions just to end this podcast and so we get to know you a little bit on a funny level. Ready? Ready. So chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate all the way. Okay. Your favorite street in Ottawa. Oh my goodness. I'm such a country girl. <laughs> you could be a country one. Ottawa in the broad sense. Uh, one with trees. Okay. Anything, anything with surrounded by trees. I'm okay. good. Although I'm quite content on my new little loop. City living isn't that bad. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. And your favorite restaurant in Ottawa. Oh, there's so many. Uh, I would say uh, there's a sushi spot downtown that absolutely blew my socks off, and their name is escaping me. Kinky or wasabi? 
Those are two really good ones. It might have been wasabi. I think it was where just top-notch quality ingredients. That was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. And then your last one, most embarrassing um, memory that you can think of off the cuff. Oh, there's and a good I've had few. some weird ones, so feel free. <laughs> there's a good few. Uh, well, my guess would be in competition. I was hired to ride a client's horse. There's a bit of pressure there because the client has now hemorrhaged money to have their horse compete. Uh My job is to present that animal and hopefully win. That's the plan. Uh, Made it to championships, brought this horse up the center line, got to the middle, I saluted, and the horse went on its back end and absolutely refused to move anywhere and hopped around like a fool. And in the horse sport, you have 45 seconds to sort it out. So when the whistle goes, you got 45 seconds to do the thing. 45, I counted in my head, 43, 44. I'm like, come on, Mary, you gotta go. And then the whistle blew and the horse relaxed and walked forward. I was eliminated. Oh, horrendous. And then my student went right behind me and beat And won. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty embarrassing. That's a good yeah. one. So not my proudest moment. No. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing these super intimate things with us. And this my advice, pleasure. this is what I'm really hoping people get, especially listening at home during COVID. People have extra time to hear these advice. So how do people reach you at your business and give me the, all, and the information? Uh, Okay, well, I'm a regular Facebook user. So my personal profile is public and open to reach out. I highly recommend any business owner uh, does have a look at landmarkcanada.ca. They can contact us through the website. Uh, The the needs of business owners are unique. We specialize in them. If you already have something and you can qualify for us, we'll happily replace what you have. Uh, You need a program that works for you for your kids for your family it's really really important that like we can't show you how not to get hurt or sick but we can make sure you you have a paycheck excellent well thank you so much and it was a really pleasure speaking with you and i'll be speaking with your husband next week that's right all right keep (laughs) rocking girl thank you have a wonderful day you too